Welcome to season six of Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look into the Christian healing ministry. Do you want to talk about that time when something happened that you did not understand, or when you were told how to deal with sickness in a way that didn't make sense to you? Over the next four weeks, we'll be having helpful conversations about that time when our healing journeys have been challenged by suffering, silence, sickness and sin. So whether you're an Americano, a cappuccino or a latte, pick up your coffee mug, plug in your earbuds and let's talk. Great, so we are here again for another episode of Coffee Pods where we are talking about that time when sin has consequences. And uh, I think the title kind of has like a dun-dun-dun sort of moment to it, doesn't it? <laughs> so I'm looking forward to pulling this one apart through some discussion. But I thought, this is Coffee Pods. Before we get started, Wes, what coffee have you got? Uh, well, actually, this is a literally freshly ground coffee. Um, and we've got a little mixture uh, with a vanilla flavoured coffee as well. Lovely. So it's particularly nice. But it's an espresso. So cheers. Lovely. Cheers. <laughs> I've just got a basic black Americano, but I will cheers to that. So let's get into um, when sin has consequences. We're going to be looking at things like how much is sickness affected by sin? How much impact does one have on the other? Um, but first off, Wes, what do we mean by sin? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, it's not a word we use a lot. Um, and to be honest, we don't even use it a lot in church anymore. Um, but And there are a lot of different words to describe sin. So words that mean blemished or stained, um, to miss the mark. So the, the picture of a, an arrow flying at a target, uh, to, uh, hence to fall short. The arrow falls short of the target um, to wander from the right path, which is probably the word that is used as wickedness. Um, um, iniquity is like a twistedness, a crookedness, a distorted life. Uh, there's uh, words that mean rebellion, words that mean to be in debt. And of course, the one that we would know, um, uh, trespass, forgive us our trespasses, uh, to offend or to, to cross a line. So, yeah, different number of words. Yeah, that's really helpful. And there's a number of stories in the New Testament, isn't there, where Jesus encounters sin and sickness at the same time. So is sickness always the result of sin? And is sin the outcome of sickness? Um, I, I like your concept of some stories. Thank goodness, not every yeah. story. And, and absolutely, yeah, there are some stories where, um, for instance, in, in Mark chapter two, it says when Jesus saw their faith, he says to the paralyzed man who'd been let down from the roof, son, your sins are forgiven. Um, and later on in John chapter five, there's a story of, of the man who'd been um, ill for 38 years and after he's been healed. Um, for, and it's one of the rare occasions where Jesus goes back to find the person. And he says to him, uh, this is verse 14 of chapter five, um, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. And, and clearly there's an implication there that the man's lifestyle, sin, something or other um, had implications for him physically in terms of, of being well. So there are some um, stories within that. Um, we get ill for a number of reasons, injury, uh, infection, 
trauma, uh, as we just commented, lifestyle, um, social ills and wrongdoings will impact uh, us as well as um, random evil. And of course, there's stuff that we do to ourselves and uh, others do to us as well. Um, one story that is quite interesting is, of course, the story um, in John 9, when Jesus is walking along with the disciples. And uh, in verse 1, it says, as he walked along, uh, um, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And of course, that's one of the things in the end that is part of the, the Jewish psyche, but also, in a sense, part of ours as well. Um, you know, if you, the idea that if you're sick, you must have done something wrong, you know, or, or your parents must have done something uh, wrong. And I love Jesus' answer. Um, the NIV puts it like this, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be discerned displayed in him. And of course, then that looks as though God caused it just so he could sort of show his power. And I think, no, no, no. And the reason, Lisa, is because the New Testament Greek does not have punctuation. Right. So you look at the text and you put the comma or the full stop in the wrong place. Yeah. And you think, oh, man, you come up with the wrong conclusion. So you could probably better understand it. Um, a bit, a, a little bit out of the Passion Translation, but it says, Jesus answered, neither. Mm. It happened to him. So now you can watch God's power at work, which actually is much more consistent reading with what we believe about who God is. So the punctuation is the key and they ask the wrong question and Jesus sort of says, mm, no, you got that wrong. Yeah, very helpful hearing you actually say it like that. It, it's got a completely different understanding, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it gives you confidence to say, actually, maybe God doesn't hate me. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So are you saying that sin and sickness are not necessarily related, that there is a connection? Um, yes, there are. Obviously, the, the two stories before that, there, there are clearly um, some moments where sin has very tangible physical consequences for people. But uh, maybe just want to explain that a bit. Um, the issue of sin and sickness is about two issues coming together. One is justice and the other is grace. So we live in a moral universe. I know that sometimes it doesn't feel like that, yeah. but we actually do. Because, for instance, if somebody steals from you, you feel bad about it, you feel cross about it, and you want somebody to pay for it and sort it out. Why is that? Well, because you live in a moral universe. That's the way that reality is shaped. The, the other issues, of course, is that forgiveness is instant whereas sanctification or transformation <laughs> takes a little bit longer, as we all know from our own life, uh, and it's a process. So, for instance, if there was instant punishment for sin, okay, um, so, if, so if the person next to you sinned and they immediately dropped down dead, it, you would probably change your behavior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the problem is that you'd probably only change it for a while. You wouldn't change for the better in fact, we'd probably become more deceitful. Isn't it interesting with Adam and Eve? Um, when their sin is found out, um, Adam opts for deceit. Mm. You know, it, it, was, it was somebody else's fault. And so does Eve. No, 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 it was somebody else's fault. So we'd probably become more deceitful. We'd probably become more experts at seeing how close we could get to sin without actually doing it and becoming guilty. So in that sense, um, 
there is a connection. It's about how grace and mercy and and justice come together and how that is expressed in us in body, mind and spirit. Mm, that's lovely. Great. But saying that as well, sin does have consequences, doesn't it? You know, you think about David and Bathsheba. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if ever there was a story that you yeah. um, look at and think, oh, my goodness me. Interesting enough, um, Lisa, David was not a young man when he fell with Bathsheba. Yeah, I didn't know that. Really interesting. We we often talk to the young guys and young girls about yeah. sex in the church and say, you know, whatever. But actually, um, if you see <laughs> the scriptures, um, some of the problems quite a few of them are when people are older uh, more you know my age than perhaps your age and yeah. and actually it's quite a lesson for us but and, and there are consequences for david certainly he, he makes his own choice but like all of us he cannot choose the consequences that come from them so he does repent he is forgiven but there are still consequences that he does not choose and he cannot change so for instance it's a incredibly sad story. There is a baby that dies. Um, there is a, a, a faithful husband uh, and faithful servant of David who's killed. Um, there's a grieving mother for the loss of a child and, and, and a widow. There's a broken family. Um, this follows on to the story of Tamar and how she is taken advantage of by one of David's uh, other sons. Um, that results in a war with Absalom, and that results in the slaughter of 20,000 Israeli troops. So there are consequences, though David is forgiven, and he genuinely is. I think there are, there are um, consequences that he doesn't choose, and I think that's part of our challenge, I guess, in relation to sin and sickness. Yeah. I'm just going to ask you to go back a little bit to where we started, actually. Um, and you, you had a list of a few things that you, you told us that can cause obviously consequences. So our lifestyle choices is, is one example, isn't it? You know, if I was to smoke loads of cigarettes, drink lots um, every day, that's gonna have a consequence on my body and my mental health and state. But then there's people who have never um, had a lifestyle choice or they may not know they've had a lifestyle choice and they could end up with cancer. And there's quite a difference there. Like, I was just wondering if you can maybe expand a little bit about those differences. I don't know if that makes much sense. <laughs> no, it really does because, you know, you, you find it and you, I mean, you find people who smoke, you know, 40 cigarettes a day and they die at 95 and, yeah. you know, whatever. And then you find somebody who's never smoked, never drunk, never done anything, mm. you know, and they contract leukemia at 16 and, yeah. And, and that's one of the things I brought out was the randomness of evil. You know, yeah. the fact that um, a, a world that was meant to hold together in God is falling apart. And we experience that physically as well as emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And I think that's, you know, we start at the beginning saying we're interconnected beings. So one one bit of us affects the others. But of course, one bit of society can affect the other bits of society. And so, you know, there's a there's a thing um, within that. I think that's why we can't say, and it's wrong to say, that every sickness is the result of your sin yeah. or your conduct, because very clearly, um, you know, I've I've had the incredibly sad moments of 
taking uh, the funeral of a friend's stillborn child. Child didn't do anything, you know, but there is, if you like, the, the randomness, the disorder of, of evil that we experience. So what I would want to say to people is um, just because you might have a physical condition, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's because of your sin. It, it could be some of the other issues that we've talked about. Thanks, Wes. That was helpful. And sort of where we're at now, where does this leave us? What do you, what would you say to those who think there is a connection between their sickness um, and sin? Do you know, I, I have, um, I have met that and I have people, you know, pray with people who've been convinced that they're ill because of some moral failure in their past. And, and the worst one is, of course, when they can't t- identify what that was they just feel that you know they've let god down and and so he's he's getting them and what i would say to people first off is that you are incredibly loved by god and and the truth is that when we feel bad about our sin it's actually because god loves us and is inviting us into a new life um if he didn't if if he wasn't bothered he wouldn't bother to tell us and we just carry on and and suffer the consequences you know when we die but actually the fact that the spirit of god comes and says to me where's you know and i feel i feel bad about something that i've done or said or thought uh, it's it's not because god is wanting to avoid me or punish me it's, he's wanting me to change and he's inviting me to change so first of all you're loved by god because god is not the sort of god who kicks you when you're down Okay, he, 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 that's not in his nature. In fact, um, God would rather die to save you than leave you where you are. So if you think that sin and sickness in, for you is, is, is connected, here's a simple test. Okay, simple test. Repent. Receive God's forgiveness and grace. And, and if you do that genuinely and, and there's a connection between sin and sickness, then it's going to start to change. Because you've dealt with the issue that held it there, like the, the man let down through the roof. His sins are forgiven, and Jesus says, fine, be healed. Off you go. And, and it's done. And so I think, you know, it, in a sense, I'm not being glib, but just a very simple thing to say, okay, if that's where you think it is, fine. Um, it, uh, incidentally, if you think it's the result of somebody else's sin, then a simple test. Renounce it in Jesus' name and command it to go. And it will begin to change and leave. Because if those two things are related, you deal with the, the root of it and it has to change. And, and in a sense, you know, that's what we would do if we were praying with people. Yeah. If it's not either of those things, um, it's not about sin and the other stuff that we've talked about. Um, so we can be free from worrying over it um, or having a false sense of guilt. Um, would you say that that hinders our healing in our life? Um, I think sometimes if we do have um, a false sense of guilt, if we have uh, just the idea that this is my cross that God has given me to bear, I, I, I've heard that and I understand why people feel that way. But actually, um, sickness is not a cross that uh, Jesus ever gave anybody to bear. In fact, it was he took it away. That was the whole uh, point. Yes, we're not as successful, good at it as we could be as the church. But nevertheless, please don't ever think that sickness is a cross that you have to bear. Yeah, you may have some endearing to do in the middle of it, but it's not God's intention for you. 
Um, God doesn't use sickness or plague or invading armies as judgment on us. In fact, he has much better and more effective means to get through to us than that. And to be honest, Lisa, you generally have to be a nation state, a, a rebellious national leader or king. You have to be a false prophet or even, dare I say, a corrupt priest um, in the Bible, at least, for those things to be used uh, against you. And fortunately, that counts most of us out. But whatever the cause of sickness, God does want to meet you at the, your place of need. And and in relation to sin, in my experience, and I can say that personally as a person who has done the sin thing, um, you know, and has great capacity to do dumb and stupid stuff. Um, in my experience, it is always good to keep short accounts with God anyhow, so that nothing does hinder the flow of life from heaven to us, body, mind, and spirit. And please, you know, bear in mind, it's only some few stories in the Bible where Jesus links sickness and sin. Other times he just turns up and says, let's deal with this. That lovely quote, isn't it? Um, why did this happen? You know, whose fault? And Jesus says, neither. It's happened. Yeah. So now you can witness the grace and the power of God. Yeah, I love that. I really love that, that we've, you know, no matter what, no matter what choices we've made or circumstances that we've been put into, whether it's a choice of our own or not, that grace from God is still always coming towards us. Yeah. 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 So will you pray for us now, Wes? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. If you've just got a sense that, you know, sin and sickness might be connected, then let's just pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you that on the cross you literally died that we could live. And so, Father, I pray now for your Holy Spirit's grace and mercy upon our lives today. That, Lord, where whatever it is, however sin has impacted us, in Jesus' name, we offer it to you. Lord, we confess its presence and its activity, and we simply hand it over to you and say, Lord, forgive us, we pray. Lord, whether it's sins we've done or sins done against us, Lord, let forgiveness be there, we pray now. And in that name of Jesus, in its place, send healing to us, into our bodies now, into our minds now, into our hearts now. Lord, let your healing power come upon us today and this we ask because of our relationship with jesus and because we ask in his name amen thanks wes and so next week we've got um, a really exciting uh, podcast and conversation that um has been sparked by a question that has come through from one of you guys and we're going to be talking about um when people may come forward for prayer for healing but we wonder, actually, as the prayer, do they really want to be healed? Um, you know, they may have a, a physical complaint, but the underlying causes might be more spiritual. They might be more psychological or emotional. Um, there might be a sense of victim mentality and helplessness. And we're just going to 
try and pull that one apart a little bit. Um, so we look forward to seeing you or speaking with you next week. Don't forget to give us a like on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you for listening to Coffee Pods. We hope that you have found today's episode helpful and inspiring. If you have a question of your own about Christian healing, send it to info at acornchristian.org and we'll respond. For more information about Acorn, our events and how to support our work, check out www.acornchristian.org. See you next time.